Hello and welcome to the At Your Peak Fitness and Wellbeing podcast. I'm Catherine and I help women to ditch yo-yo dieting for good, build strengths and healthy habits that allow them to lose weight and get fitter, stronger and feel more confident all year round. All this without starving or cutting out food they love or missing out on living their best life. I'm so thankful to you that you have chosen to listen to my podcast and help me to change women's life and self-worth for the better. If you enjoy this podcast at all, I would be eternally grateful if you could rate, review and share this episode with anyone who you might think can benefit from it. If you want to work with me so I can help and support you in achieving your peak, please get in touch with me. You can find the details in the show notes. Now, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to day six. Today, we are nearly at the end of our January reset and it's going to be all about overcoming barriers that you have experienced in the past uh, but also how we can reframe it because <clears throat> actually some of the barriers that we have in our mind, let's face it, are actually not real barriers. There are excuses that we have made for ourselves um, because we are often really quick at making actually excuses rather than really facing hard barriers. And I will be addressing um in this podcast or video, depending on where you watch it, um, some of the questions you had in the last couple of days um, and try to answer them all. So now the first thing I would like to say um, is that we as human beings are quite quick in finding barriers and excuses um, when things are getting challenging. But I would say that most of you would agree that actually losing weight or keeping it off um, or starting healthy habits after years of neglecting neglecting yourself can be quite challenging. And your brain, the brain's first priority is keeping us really safe. Therefore, um, it wants to make it things as easy as possible. And therefore, it finds us barriers. It finds us accused. It's just um, German nature. That is just human nature. Um, and I think we need to um, acknowledge this. And it's a good thing that we can acknowledge that, that our brain will do it because we know these barriers and these excuses going nowhere. We need to actually find a way to over, to reframing it um, and to overcome these barriers so that it's helpful for us. Now, this is not me saying that there are that you're just finding excuses and that there are genuinely no people that don't have any barriers in the way. There are sometimes things or lives or phases in life where things are really hard and there are barriers in the way. But actually 80% of these barriers um, are self-made and therefore it's in our hand to actually overcome them. That is 80%, not 100%, right? So most of the time, we are actually our worst enemy when it comes to putting barriers in our way. 
Um, and today we are going to use some of reframing techniques to help us manage these barriers more effectively and actually finding solutions to it. Now, the first barrier that I want to discuss and that I hear over and over and over again, not just kind of like from my clients, not just from you guys in the reset, um, but I hear it from friends, from family, and as we get older, it gets worse and worse. And that is literally that we don't have time. I know we are all busy women. We're working full-time. We have family responsibilities with pets, with children. Some of us run a business. Some of us um, have really high-demanding, stressful jobs. And there is a lot going on. I totally get it. I mean, like, I work in the corporate world um, my whole life. I'm now building up a business where I thought, like, oh, that's going to be easy. No, it's, it's fucking not. Building your business is hard. And time is scarce. And the last thing we have time for or with, we, that we are making time for is our health and well-being because we're always prioritizing something else or someone else. But guess what? You can only help others in the best way when you're looking after yourself, whether that is your children, whether that is your parents, whether that is a project at work. If you're not at your best, you do a crap job. So all you, you kind of like can't sustain this. So we want to make sure that we're prioritizing ourselves. So I would actually challenge that we do have time. We just prioritizing something else. Now, I get it. As I said, some people generally don't have any time. But the majority of you, when when you look in your phone and you there is a way where you can see like how much time you spend on social media, if you spend more than 60 minutes per day on Facebook combined, Netflix, Instagram, or any of the other social media apps, then you do have time, but you just not prioritizing yourself. So if you are someone that lies in bed until 8 a.m. or 7 p.m. scrolling on your phone, then you can't tell me that you don't have any time. Everybody can get out of bed half an hour earlier to get their workout done. Remember, you don't always have to be perfect or doing an hour uh, each day in the gym. But if the alternative is that you're lying in bed and do doom scrolling or watching Netflix in the evenings for an hour, two hours, then you should not complain about not having time. It's just that you don't prioritize it. And different story if you injury that if you have an injury or can't work out for January reason. But I would always think about how do you prioritize? So there is actually no such thing as I don't have time. It's more of like, I don't prioritize myself. And that is kind of like the reframing I want you to do. I want you to think about kind of like, how can I prioritize myself today? And this is not being selfish you, because a lot of people say like, oh, but I feel really selfish when I work out and my husband look after your, after our kids, or I feel selfish um, going um, in the gym while actually like my kids are in front of the tv but actually it's not selfish it's you making sure that you are well enough to look after your children you're well enough to cook dinner for your pet for um your partner and so on and so forth so i don't i think we need to reframe that as women so what i would suggest um how to overcome this lack of time um is 
to do a few steps. And I've, I've done this myself in the past and I have implemented that myself and I am quite do, good doing it for 90% of the time. So first of all, find some time and half an hour in the, on the weekend to plan and prioritize. Start really scheduling your own workouts, your meal prep, just like you would do with any other appointment and treat it as any other appointment. If you don't plan it, it's easy to push out and be realistic what you can do in the day. I used to kind of like just put into my diary just uh, my exercise and then I've got all my meetings. But I would, forgot, for, uh, would uh, forget kind of like to put some cooking time in for lunch. Yeah. And then I run out of time and then it's like, oh, shit, I can't get everything done. This is then when I run out of time. So be realistic of what you can do. And it's probably less than you think you can do. Um. Think about how you can use your time more effectively. So you could, for example, do short, effective workouts rather than having to spend an hour in the gym. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, rather than um, doing um, like hours in the gym, you can actually do 20, 20 minutes workouts or half an hour workouts um, and double up exercise. So if you're doing supersets, for example, which means you're doing exercises back to back, you can be more effective in the gym for half an hour, get a really good workout in, but only spend 20 minutes in the gym rather than half an hour and then have to shower and then uh, have to drive home. Also find opportunities to be active while doing other things. So for example, I always went out for a dog walk once uh, a day. On top of that, if I were doing my running training, I would then have to run separately. However, um, I just kind of like um, take my dogs now for a run. They love it. Um, also, during lunch uh, time, I would listen to a podcast to kind of like educate myself. Um, I would also... Um, do squats while waiting for the kettle to be boiled or I would do my calf raises and my physio exercise while I was brushing my teeth so all of these things are these little tweaks that we can make to get actually things done and get it done properly um, one of the things that really really helped me I, I said earlier in the nutrition part I hate cooking um, and for me, it's a really big chore. I keep my schedule really simple and always eat kind of like very similar things. But I make sure that I have meal prep in place and do butch batch cooking on the weekend. At least on the weekend, I spend one and a half hours to do some batch cooking so I don't have to do it in the week. That frees up my day and I just have to get it out of the fridge, put it in the microwave and it gets done. And if you are... Um, out of help so if you are a single mom or your partner is away get your children involved with it seeing their mom taking care of themselves is a game changer um, but also ask help from friends and family they are more than happy to uh, uh, to support and help you as well um so the next one how to uh, is around kind of like how to deal with stagnations and plateaus so this is actually really an interesting one because there is always it's always very tough if you um want to lose weight or if you want to become stronger or in, increase your training but you feel like oh you're not making any progress um and this is always kind of like quite challenging because how should we deal with it now the first thing that i would say especially 
with weight training um, and with nutrition is that actually I think 75% is that we actually not hitting a plateau, but that we might be a little bit too impatient. Um, and I see that often in within my clients when they first start out, um, that they are looking for really quick results um, and that they are quite impatient. Now, when it comes to weight training, people sometimes just follow random programs from the from a from the internet where they just do a little bit of hit and then kind of like surprise in the beginning they do start uh, working out quite regularly and making good progress they're feeling they're getting fitter but then over time actually they feel like mm, I'm not I'm not progressing and that is because they're sticking always with the same weight or they don't have a structured program um, that really helps them to build the muscles. So I would always suggest get a structured program that helps you train three times a day, three times a day, three times a week. It doesn't have to be an hour, but like 20 minutes, um, 35 minutes and really do tar a targeted approach. And that is something a coach like myself or other coaches can help with. Um, and that really then helps you to build muscle. And also ch they challenge you to pick up heavier weights. They challenge you not to take the easy options because if you take your easy options, your body can't pro can't kind of like, it gets used to a movement and then therefore it doesn't come to the stress point where it actually develops. When it comes to meal prep, when it comes to, to weight loss, um, we do also expect things to happen especially if we change something like we eat healthy for three four days and thinking like oh i have to like now uh weigh two kilos less surely after three days then we get frustrated because the scale um doesn't move and then we give up and obviously if we then give up nothing will change and we will perceive that as a plateau or the other thing is that people think they're eating healthy um or within the calorie uh, and then actually, if they then start tracking, they see like, oh, actually, this has more calories. Or the other thing is, is that they actually think, they, like, if they don't are weighing think portion size out, then obviously, and, and are very new to it, they probably think like, oh, my God, it's really tough for me at the moment to um, to lose weight. But then you look at the portion sizes and they are not just tracking the food gained on, on my fitness pole. They just gauging it. And actually, instead of the 100 gram that they put in their uh, my fitness pole, it's 500 gram and so on and so forth. So they are not correct in their tracking. And therefore, it, it seems like they're plateauing, even though they seem to be eating a little bit healthier. Now... And this is why I always think it's always good for one or two weeks to really track meticulously the right amount on my fitness pole, um, because you might be really surprised by how you, uh, big your portion size really are and then realizing how much calories you are. Because remember, if you are in a calorie deficit, then you will lose weight. There is no way around it. But if you give up when the scale does not move, won't get you to the goal quicker. I don't know whether you've uh, you've heard the saying, Max, go down, please. Um, if you heard the saying that the kettle actually doesn't boil while you're watching. So that is 
something that I wanted to say as well, that a lot of people are just kind of like looking at the scale weight. I can tell you now there are pictures of me and you can look on them on Instagram. You have to scroll quite far down. But essentially, I look heavier um, being 10 kilograms lighter than now where I'm 10 kilograms heavier. The scale, you would think like, oh my God, she is enormous. She has gained so much weight. And 10 kilograms is about one and a half stones just for those who kind of like struggle with a, with a translation. Now, that is because I'm doing the strength training and my body is kind of like toned. So we, that is something you need to consider into consideration. Don't just focus on the scale weight. So the scale weight should not determine your happiness, how you're feeling on the day. Um, so take pictures, take measurements, and then stick to something for four weeks before you then try. And then if you and nothing, nothing have moved and you're really sure that you are in a kind of a deficit, then you need to uh, change your approach. And that is then um, when a coach can help you or um, where we need to tweak something. But there are occasions when weight loss or building strength through exercise is genuinely plateauing for various reasons. And if you are plateauing, as I said, after four weeks, then what we want to do is we really want to reevaluate your plan. When you hit a plateau, plateau um, it's a little bit of a signal that your body has adapted to your current routine. And then we want to string, uh, change things up and adjusting for example, workout intensity, the duration, the type of exercises you are doing. Um, we might want to change um, on, a, on, a, on a nutritional side. We want to make some adjustment around maybe reviewing your dietary habit. There might be something that has um, um, kind of like creeped in, which you are not aware of. Um, sometimes you not, uh, slightly have to um, change the composition of your diet that can really help break through those plateaus. And then, as I said, monitor your progress. Keep a journal of your food intake, of your workouts, your measure measurements. Tracking your progress can help you really identify trends and make necessary adjustments. And then compare all of them. Sometimes you see the scale on the way does actually not move much but actually your body your measurements are much less and that is essentially what we want also in those moments stay really patient and persistent remember plateaus are really temporary if you are sticking to it and if you are in a kind of deficit you're definitely losing weight so make sure that you sticking and persevere keep your long-term goals in mind and stay consistent in the process because consistency is a team if you if you give up at that point, guess what happens? You're going back to your old habits, you're gaining weight, you get weaker again, and nothing changes. So you need to be persistent in that. It can be tricky, but this is where a coach can really help or talking to friends can really help and just keep going. And then again, as I said, seek support. Don't hesitate to reach out to myself or other people that can really help you during those plateaus. I can't stress it enough. I think I wouldn't have crashed through my plateaus if it wasn't for my personal trainer um, or for my coach. And it wasn't someone that I saw in the gym. It was an online coach. So that is something that I wanted to say. The third barrier that I want to talk about, which is probably the second most uh, excuses or 
things that I hear, especially in this darker winter months, is around, oh, I don't have any energy. I'm coming home after work and I don't have any energy. Or I'm not a morning person because I'm really too tired in it. But you know what? Especially with exercising, it is, I know it seems counterintuitive, but the more you exercise, the more energy you get. And I hear that from my clients um, every day. Um, because I always ask them how are they feeling? How are they feeling before the class? How are they feeling after the class? And what I saw is saying like, oh, I feel so much better. I didn't really want to come. I was really tired. I wanted to stay on the sofa, but I'm so glad I came and I'm feeling much more energized. And that is what happens. The more exercise you do, the more energetic you feel. And it's quite interesting because I do after six weeks, I give a questionnaire out to my clients. And what the questionnaire says is um, that like about how you feel. Everyone says like, oh my God, I'm so energetic. I've got feeling so much more energetic, even though I'm getting it up at 6.15 in the morning to do my workouts, which I haven't done before. Um, it it just kind of like, I, I just feel so good and as if I could conquer the world. So actually... It might feel you don't have any energy, but actually exercise does give you energy. So when you think about your workout and you don't want to do it and you think like, oh, I don't just don't have the energy. Think about like, I'm doing this workout because it does give me the energy that I'm currently lacking. So just reframe that a little bit in your mind. And that can really help you to actually um, overcome this as well there are sometimes times when we genuinely don't do any like feel crap so for me it's always um the week before my period i'm feeling a little bit yeah a little bit more lack of energy and stuff like that and that is sometimes when i go focusing on technique and going lighter in the weight i'm still going to the workouts but i'm going lighter in the weights sometimes there are a couple of days where i take a day of training so for example today i'm not feeling great because i've got like a neck pain i had a massage therapist actually earlier here but i then then i know it's the right time to stop but i stop for a week maximum and then actually i'm coming back stronger and that is actually something that you might uh, take into consideration um when you have a plateau in weight training have a week off and then smash through it sometimes your body is overtraining and needs a little bit more rest and we want to take that um but obviously in generally in general exercise gives you more energy and then that is obviously when we're making progress as well because yeah it's easy to find excuses it's easy to say like oh i'll start in the summer again but we want to have a feeling good all year around um and that is when we need to do the work uh all year around as well um the other thing is and i'm just looking in in the app as well because i know there were some um questions yesterday that i wanted to cover um so how to deal with strong craving um so how to deal with strong cravings um so our body always will be craving something but it's craving something often because there are two reasons either we have too many sugar spikes or or uh, glucose spikes in our uh, blood sugar spikes in our body that could cause cravings or we're not eating enough so our body needs throughout 
like unless you do intermittent fasting and I used to it like that is your your thing that is absolutely fine but most of the time our bodies need regular food um and for example if I skip a meal in the morning or at lunchtime what happens essentially is I'm then thinking like oh I didn't have many calories um so I'm gonna snack some nuts or I'm snacking chocolate or whatever it literally comes in the way however what happens then is then I am getting more cravings and that is something that actually really makes a difference for me um, and then I'm eating more crap throughout the day and sometimes it's not necessarily on the day sometimes it happens one or two days after that this cravings really hit so I notice for me personally is in the morning at lunchtime and at dinner I have some proper high protein meals and then I have a snack in the afternoon and I've got a little dessert in the evenings which is mostly to be fair high protein pudding um um and that way I don't actually have many cravings and I can actually say no to things um so make sure you add high protein protein meals regularly eat regularly and then actually you might not need any snack as well you might feel that is is much better now but I also notice cravings I know that also for my clients is that when they eat a lot of diet soda things like Pepsi Max or um, diet coke or whatever it is or diet zero often they get a lot of cravings in there and not necessarily the day where you drink the diet soda and I'm not talking of I have occasionally a can of coke I'm meaning like you're drinking a bottle of coke every single day or even two or three then the craving increases and you get more and more hungry um, which makes it then harder to adhere obviously to that calorie deficit um, and obviously when you look at our menstrual cycle there are um, days within our menstrual cycle where our body has more cravings because we just essentially burn more calories um, during our period and the day before just and it's about 200 300 calories so if we don't eat enough in that space um, then obviously that can lead to cravings as well because our body is hungry um, often thirst is uh, misperceived as um, as I said earlier so I don't want to go into that as well because I covered that in the nutrition pass but thirst is sometimes uh, confused um, by hunger and cravings so we want to make sure that we do if you have cravings I would say depending on how often you have cravings so if you've actually done the three regular meals so the first thing that I would implement is three regular meals if you don't do that if you're already doing that and you really have a craving for chocolate bloody hell have that chocolate it doesn't hurt you where it hurts you if you if you eat the whole block of chocolate all the time but take a piece of chocolate let it um, melt on your tongue really enjoying it even have the second piece if you want to but don't have the third and fourth part because actually the enjoyment comes from the first piece it doesn't come from the old piece there is at one point where the enjoyment doesn't come and you feel regret and you don't want that but giving in and eating one piece of chocolate I always play mental games and say like you know what you can eat 
this, but make it last. Like if you open this packet of chocolate, see how long you can uh, have it. Um, I made um, a, a plan with a client and she did it. She had a, from her birthday, which was in November, um, a box of Ferrero Rocher. She didn't eat that until Christmas. Like, and that is so unheard of because she made this plan, how long can I make that last? And I think then she had like one each day or something. So not even really, really long, um, not really much on the day. So it is all about a balance. And for me and my coaching style is making sure that you find something, a way of incorporating the food that you love in that. And sometimes it means like not having any chocolate in the house because essentially um, you know yourself and you might think like, oh, I'm not strong enough at the moment. And that's fine. If that helps you, that's fine. But we slowly want to introduce it and test it and see, can we be strong enough? Because a habit needs to grow. It's a little bit like a muscle. It needs to develop and saying no. And feel also, when you say no to something because you had it, you feel good about it. You feel good about saying no. So also kind of like use that power as well. So that is what I say. Give in to your cravings if you implemented first regular meals. But if you haven't done that, then um, um then but if you've done that, then eat the cravings, uh, then eat the chocolate and move on. Um okay, how to be too consist consistent to ensure results. Now, this looks different for everyone, but I talked about it in, um, I think it was the first day around the mindset barriers. And I talked about motivation. We don't need motivation to be consistent. We just have to do the work and don't get disheartened on the scale. So if you only use a scale as a motivator, that is not enough. Think about of how you're doing it. Maybe make, write a list about why do you want to change? What? Why do you want to why do you want to look sexy again? I mean, I know that is one of, of the goals for some of you being sexy again. What, what is the reason behind it? Do you want to have better sex with your husband or partner? Um, do you just want to feel um, desired again? Think about why you're doing it. And then in the moment when you're feeling like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Remember that. Bring the piece of paper out and see like, okay, this is the reason why I want to do this. Um and then 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 do it sometimes even when we don't feel like it we have to do it and you have to keep going um and generally sometimes we don't have the time i'm not saying do it when we don't have the time um or or when you're ill or something i'm thinking of when you think like i can't be bothered oh i rather want to watch this uh, tv show or i don't like vegetables that is when i want you to kind of like challenge yourself and see like can you find something that you like as a vegetable to eat healthy and a balanced diet um, as well? Because sometimes we just, like, again, I said, like, sometimes I don't feel like brushing my teeth in the evening. I just want to go to bed, but I do it because I know what the consequences are. And that is the same thing with dieting or strength training. Sometimes we just have to do it, even though we don't feel like it. Um, so I want you to kind of like think about that as well. And then snacking do's and downs now with snack oh and and um yeah so snacking i'm going into snacking first snacking do could do's and downs it's really hard to give a recipe of for snacking because everyone is different now if you are a menopausal woman i would actually say keep snacking to minimum and keep this do a snacking more closer to the meal time so what i for example do is 
I have a little snack within 15 minutes of my um 15 minutes of my um oh my god what is it called 15 minutes of my lunch and then in the evening 15 minutes um um as well sometimes I've got a little snack in the um in the afternoon if I've got really big cravings or if I'm really really busy day and um and have been running around and moving along and have more appetite um but in generally I would say like if you're menopausal keep snacking to a minimum because it does um kind of like give higher blood sugar spikes and whilst I don't believe in blood sugars because blood sugar blood sugar elevated blood sugar is quite normal when we eat we don't want to have the regular spikes um as such um also in in terms of snagging I mean, high protein, keep it simple. I always say have one high protein or healthy snack, which can be fruit, which is not necessarily high in protein, um, but it's like something healthy and then maybe a naughty, one naughty snack. That is that is not a do's and don't. That is sometimes how I make it more, um, how I make it more easier for my clients and more desirable rather than, saying like because you will have noticed was my uh with my coaching style i hate for people to cut out the joy out of their life by not allowing them what they like to eat i think it's really important that we have that part and therefore i i want you to have that but i want you to learn to incorporate it cooperate it what i i think the biggest don't snacking is have, don't just snack don't have your meals as snacks I want you to have proper meals and then a snack is a snack. A snack is not a main meal. A snack is not going throughout the meal. I I, I don't want that for you because it doesn't help you. I want regular meals and then have a little snack in the morning, in the afternoon or whatever you fancy. Um, but there is not no necessarily um, do's and don'ts uh, as such. And then the last question is sheet meals. Now for me, there is no things like cheat meals. Who are you cheating on? No, you're not cheating on anyone. For me, it's about learning to incorporate that. So I utilize, so I've got this weekend anniversary. My other half and I are going tonight in the cinema and we're going tomorrow um, sushi, eating out sushi, two dates nights. My God, two date nights. We never have that. Anyway, we have this. Um, so tonight I'm not going to have any popcorn just because I don't really need it. But tomorrow I'm going to eat a high protein meal, which is probably some eggs on a toast. Um, and then I want to have a, a smallish lunch. And then in the evening, I'm not counting calories. I'm just enjoying the sushi. I will have a glass of wine and that's fine. I want to enjoy that. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to punish me for three days later for, oh my God, you had this sushi and therefore I'm restricting, restricting, restricting because that won't do me any good because then I will be like, most likely be binging the other day, um, the, the following days. Because remember, sometimes the effects of restricting ourselves is not on the day itself, it's maybe three or four days down the line when we feel tired, when we feel the lack of energy and so on and so forth. Um, so for me, I think it's a healthy balance. Um, I think a good... A good thing, what is often going around is 80-20 approach. So have 80% healthy, nutritious meal, regularly meals that are full of fiber, full of protein, 
um, full of vitamins and minerals, talking about um, vegetables and fruits, and then 20% fun foods, which can be a takeaway, which can be a pizza, pizza which can be a, a hot chocolate, 20%. Not not the other way around, right? And that is probably a good guideline if you want to have a guideline. Um, yeah. So I think today was probably the longest episode of all. Um, but yeah, if you need help with anything, let me know. Um, but um, yeah, I think that was everything covered, all the questions um, that you had. Yeah. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope you're enjoying your weekend um, today. And um, yeah, tomorrow is going to be our last day. So let's see that we're smashing it today. And tomorrow I'm telling you more about um, what the journey is going to look like and how you can ensure you're staying on track with things. Have a wonderful day and see you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you could take something away from it. If you think this episode is beneficial for someone else, please make sure to share it with them. As a coach, it is my mission to help as many women as possible. And by sharing this podcast, you can help me to achieve this. If you want anything covered in the future, please make sure to let me know and I'll do my best to cover it in the future episodes because this podcast is really for you and to help you in your journey to become happier, healthier and more confident. And if you want to work with me in more detail um, as a one-to-one -one client, um, as part of the Peak Strengths Online Club or as a small group PT in my gym, then please let me know and I'm more than happy to get you started on the journey to feel confident all year round. You can find my contact details in the show notes and I hope to hear from you soon. Enjoy your day and speak to you soon.